All right, well, continuing our discussions on Frankenstein. And this, this is somewhat related to Frankenstein. Well, I would say it's very related to Frankenstein, but it's sort of a topic that you need to have in your head as you read and enjoy Frankenstein. It's what I'm going to call the cult of scientism. The cult of scientism. Go ahead and write that down. Not to be confused with science. You see, there is science, and then there is what I'm calling, and what other Christians have called, scientism. Now, both science and scientism look similar, but they are a God apart. True science is done in the name of God and believes in God. Believes that he is the creator. Whereas scientism is atheistic doesn't believe in God, etc. We could also call this the cult of Fauci, um, or Fauciism, if you will. He's the grand necromancer of modern-day scientism. He is the high post priest and wizard of modern-day scientism. Of course, he's a self-avowed humanist. He was recently honored as uh, the number one humanist in the nation, Yes, he was also listed by another um, uh, news organization as one of the top ten villains of the world, and the number one villain of 2022, which I would agree with. Um, But Dr. Fauci, as the grand poopa, the necromancer of scientism, is a good way to talk about this this concept of scientism. He 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 is the incarnation of scientism. You really could say, I don't know if you remember recently in the news, he said, I am science. Um, It would be more accurate for him to say, I am scientism. And that's what I want you to understand a little bit about is the difference between those, those things, those, those two subjects. So let me ask you this question, and hopefully this doesn't um, lead us off in a rabbit trail or beat around the bush too much, but it helps you to start understanding this concept, right? Have you ever heard someone say, when something happens in nature, or something happens in life, let's say a hurricane, or someone is healed when they take some medicine, and you say, thank God for that. Have you ever heard someone say, well, that wasn't God, that was you know, nature, or that was the doctor, or that was the medicine, or, or you know, those are just um, uh, uh, endorphins, or, or um, endorphins being transferred to a particular lobe of your brain. That's why you feel, quote-unquote, happy. But it's not that you're blessed by God, but that your chemicals are balanced. Or that a hurricane strikes a city and, and someone says it's God's judgment. And so that's not God, that's uh, the, the barometric pressure um, working together with the rotation of the earth in relationship to the sun. Or thank you, God, for the rain. Well, that's not God. That's precipitation and condensation and gravity. You understand what I'm talking about? And uh, if you live long enough, you're going to run into people like this, where they're going to discount the involvement of God in nature and in life, and in fact begin to attribute the things that happen to us to nature itself, period. Right. Now, we as Christians, and, and you guys as amateur Christian theologians, know that God is the cause of all things, right? As we studied our Westminster Confessions, we come to understand that. 
He is the one who causes the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. He is sovereign over the wind and the rain and the ice and the sun and the moon and the stars. In fact, he gave the sun and the moon and the stars to man to exercise dominion over themselves, Deuteronomy chapter 4. So um, nothing in this world happens by fate or chance or by, quote, natural laws apart from God's control and providence and sustaining power over everything, right? Now, what is the religion called when you believe in a God, quote unquote, up there who created the world, but that created the world with certain, quote, natural laws? And um, he's not providentially involved personally in this world, but the world just kind of clicks by like a clock that he set back in creation. What's that religion called? Deism. That's right. It's deism. It's deism. Now, what is the religion called when you don't believe there's a God at all and you believe there's only the material realm? Atheism. Atheism that's right. It's also called materialism, by the way. And, uh, and there's a lot of other offshoots of those particular isms. But the difference between science and scientism is that scientism is either deist or atheist. These days, mostly atheist. The birth of scientism, though, in the 18th and 19th century, under people like Mary Shelley, remember, well, not she didn't birth, birth it herself, but she is a writer in that worldview. They were more deistic, I would say. She may have been atheistic, but people like Benjamin Franklin, remember, he was deistic. And he did believe God was uh, there. And, and even Benjamin Franklin believed God was providentially um, in control of the earth. But as time progressed... God got farther and farther and farther away from the world. So science, the science done by Christians like Copernicus and Kepler and Newton and Galileo, um, began to morph into an atheistic, humanistic science. All right, now, what is the religion that teaches that man is the, the measure of all things and that man can put his mind to it and man can save the day and we are the world, we are the ones to make a brighter day. So let's start giving. What's that religion called? Michael Jackson religion. Michael Jackson religion, yeah. Well, it's called, it's called uh, humanism. That's right. And, all right, so we got all of that straight. Um, <clears throat> the world of Frankenstein, of course, the book of Frankenstein, the setting, was there any God mentioned in that book at all? Yeah. A little bit. Who mentioned it? Frankenstein. The monster, the monster did. Yeah. The monster mentioned it by quoting Milton. It says uh, he thought Milton was a true story. The, the monster, monster thought Milton was a true story. Isn't that something? That's pretty interesting. But the author, the narrator, and the author, author, you could tell that this was a world of just random injustice and God was not sustaining or caring or providentially um, working through the lives of people. It was cold. It was hard. It was atheistic world, Right. That's, I mean, you just finished reading it. <clears throat> and it's really tragic at the end, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah this, this was the, the revolutionary mindset. And when you engage in science with the revolutionary mindset, getting God out of the picture, well, like we talked in our last lecture, you're going to create monsters, right? <clears throat> now, Christians, of course, when we do science... We are not just looking into the nature of things, trying to explain things away with nature, but we're trying to find the order and the beauty 
and the work of God in nature. You understand what I mean? So you could see the incredible design of a, a deep sea creature's eye and give glory to God. See God through that eye, so to speak. Whereas a materialist, atheist, humanist, deist, they would just see the eye itself. You understand the difference? Okay, so that's, those, that's the fundamental difference between science and scientism. Okay? <clears throat> now, <clears throat> Dr. Fauci, of course, just to go back to him, he, of course, is a humanist. And that's why I say that he is the grand pupa, the grand wizard of the cult of scientism. Right? Now, why am I calling it a cult? Because it's not the difference. Science and scientism is not the difference between Christians' religion and, and their like neutral, non-religious beliefs. Everyone is religious, right? Everyone worships a god, whether it be god or man, collective man or the individual man. We all have our religion, and his religion um, is just as much a religion as anything. He says science is truth. But Jesus says, I am the truth. Right? Mm-hmm. You see, he's materialistic, whereas we believe in both a material world and a spiritual world. If you want to sum it all the way down to its bare bones parts, we believe in twoism, and he believes in oneism. Do you understand that phrase? We believe there's a creator and a creation. He believes there's just the creation, and he wouldn't call it a creation. He believes that matter is eternal. Can you spell twoism? Uh, the number two with an ism on it. It's kind of a made-up word by a, um, by a philosopher named Peter Jones, if I remember correctly. So he, he is coming from a different religion, has a different um, foundation. And is that going to affect the way he does science? Yeah, absolutely. Right? If there's only the material world and we are doing science, um, we're going to come away with different interpretations of the evidence. Right. Is he going to believe in the Bible's account of things? No. no, the Bible's account of creation or the global flood or anything like that, or how God created animals two by two from their own kind. He's not going to believe any of those things. He's going to have to have his own theory of origins. But when science gets into where we come from, are they doing science or are they doing philosophy? philosophy. Why? Why is that philosophy instead of science? Because they can't see it. Because it can't be observed or reproduced. Exactly right. It's a religion. And we call it the religion of scientism. Right? So when you question the, quote, settled science of the day, and someone shames you for it, you can know inside your mind that, that what? They are a devoted follower of scientism. When, when they trust someone simply because they are wearing the white robes of the medical establishment, you could know that they trust the religion of scientism. And yes, the priests and priestesses of scientism wear white robes, right? just like the priests and priestesses of other religions. Right? Now, does this mean that every doctor is a member of the cult of scientism? Of course not. But one thing you can be certain of is that if they go to a government school, they've been indoctrinated in scientism their entire life. And you have to hear what they say, and you have to think critically about it, and you have to apply God's word to it. 
And you also need to understand that even if they're a good old boy in a small town, they're looking through a computer screen at the government's instructions to them. Because medicine, like all pagan, like medicine, like of scientism, has been centralized with governmental control. Right? Because the god of it is collective man. Which we've been talking about this revolutionary concept for a while. So y'all, y'all get that. <clears throat> now, <laughs> if what I'm saying is that scientism and those who practice scientism don't believe in a god and that they do their scientism uh, in, with the philosophy of atheism, do they have laws? Do they have right and wrong? Not probably. Well, they do. It, well, they do. But, but what? It, it, they it's shouldn't. like natural. <laughs> like, why do they? It's they can good. change it to their own. Yeah, there you go. They have laws, it's just not the Bible's laws. Every god has laws. And every society, every culture, every ism has a God, with, and that God is the lawgiver. Their laws might be things like, thou, must, thou shalt recycle, right? Um, thou shalt not convert um, wild jungles into garden parks, even though God commanded us to in Genesis chapter 1. They're, they're going to have a different set of laws, there are going to be man-made laws, and since they're man-made laws and men come and go and public opinion shifts and propaganda swirls, that means the man-made laws are going to be fluid. That's right. So in the cult of scientism, what is wrong today could be right tomorrow, and what's right today could be wrong tomorrow. Slavery was seen as a just good at one point in time. Nazis experimented on uh, gypsies and handicapped people and black people and Jews. That was seen of as righteous and just, good for society. And today, it's not good. See what I mean? Um, their laws are going to be fluid and man-made. So when it comes to experimenting on tiny humans... Human embryos, what are they going to say? Good or bad? Good. You can know for certain when someone believes that that is good, that their laws are not coming from our God, but from the God of, quote, scientism. And that God, of course, is collective man, usually manipulated and propagandized by demons. According to the Bible, all false religions are um, from the demons, ultimately. Right? So what about harvesting the organs of children? Good or bad? Good for them, bad for us. In secret. Oh, they keep it secret because they have consciences and they know public opinion is not going to be happy with this. The everyday rube is not going to be okay with you harvesting baby organs. But the priests and the priestesses, the elite, those in the know, they can be trusted with such things. What about forcibly injecting billions of people with experimental drugs? Good. Good for humanity. Love your neighbor. What about creating a chimera virus in a lab for the good of mankind, of course, in the name of science. See, these are all examples of what the cult of, of Fauci, the cult of scientism, is involved in. They call evil good and, and good evil. Right? You might say that that sounds like Nazi doctors, and you would be correct. <laughs> Joseph Mengele is his name if you ever want to Google it. <clears throat> but it's even worse than that. Um, and I want you to really think on this. I want you to really think because this can help you understand the worldview of modern false religions. Because they're not really this different than the ancient ones. Okay? The ancient religions had a, an oracle. And modern religions have a priest and a priestess. 
They had wizards and uh, druids. Well, they have them today too. And they had crystal balls, but we have our crystal screens. Crystal screens. Right? Think of it this way. All right? If you are a human, you've been created in the image of God. And you were created in the image of God for what purpose? Dominion. Dominion. Genesis chapter 1. He created them in the image of God, male and female. He created them and he said, let them have dominion. We are created to rule in his image. But if you don't rule according to his laws and under him, you're going to try to rule in your own name, right? You're going to try to exercise dominion over the earth in your own name and with your own power. Not in the power of the Holy Spirit, not with the blessing of God, but with your own tools, your own strength, your own mind, your own, I don't know, wand maybe? Or atom bomb? Or AI? Are you starting to pick up what I'm laying down here? See, man in rebellion against God still has the desire for dominion. All religions are a battle for the earth and winner take all. And it's not dominion for God, but dominion for collective man. We will build this new world. What, what um, story in the Bible does that remind you of? Babel. The Tower of Babel. That's exactly what the cult of scientism, what humanism itself is constantly up to. Right? So if you want to gain mastery over nature, right? what could you use to perhaps... Accomplish that. If you wanted to live for many, many years, or if you wanted power over other humans, you could put your science and your technology to work to create life. Of course, it becomes a monster. It's Frankenstein's monster, right? Do you all see what I'm saying here? What if you were making potions out of little baby parts. Hmm. And then you made that potion. Let's say you didn't make that potion in a cauldron, but you made it in a test tube. But then you formulated it and, and put it on your skin to help you get away of wrinkles. You know, you know that's a real thing. That baby parts, tiny baby parts, um, stem-celled babies are in a lot of skincare, And you did this to make you feel youthful. Now, how far away is that from what you might think of as a medieval story about a witch and her desires to live eternally beautiful? Puppy tail, uh, you know, puppy dog tails and mushrooms and hair and the, and the cell of an embryo. You see, witchcraft, wizardry, is dominion by means of, quote, magic. But these days, we have, we have materialistic wizards, okay? We have, think of, come on, can y'all think, understand? The wizards of today don't believe in the spiritual realm. Right? Okay. The wizards of today don't believe in the spiritual realm. So they, their, their wand doesn't have spiritual powers. They're not bringing in the powers of the dead or ghosts or other spirits. They're using the power of science and technology. 
You understand what I'm saying? We, ha- we have today wizards and witches, but they're materialistic wizards and witches. They are gaining youth, are gaining power, gaining dominion, really. Not by conjuring up a demon, so they think, but by developing artificial intelligence. You see, if you can understand what I'm saying, you can get to the heart of what scientism is. It is the Tower of Babel. It is man's self-centered, humanistic attempts at dominion by means of technology and science. We will fly. We will discover. We will land on other planets. We will do it because we are mankind. Of course, when mankind involves themselves in necromancy, do you know what necromancy is? It's the, the conjuring of the dead so that you can have power over the living and over the forces of nature. It's the same thing that they do when they experiment on little baby embryos to make vaccines. They're doing necromancy. And they are mixing that in potions and injecting it into people and spreading it on your skin. It's necromancy, only it's done by materialistic wizards. And they're doing this for dominion. I hope you all see that. And, uh, and this is, here is where I want you to see modern day scientism tied in with Dr. Frankenstein. Because when you try to take dominion in rebellion against God by the use of science and technology, even if you don't call it spells and puppy dog tales, you are still going to create what? Monsters. Monsters. And more evidence is coming out that that's precisely where the COVID virus came from. It was a chimera virus made intentionally in a lab. Isn't that something? Um, Let's move on. This is a a quote from one particular wizard of scientism. He says, With this magic, we will gain power over our own fate. We will predestine. Now, do you know what the magic that he was talking about? He's talking about artificial intelligence. You see, those who who preach the gospel of artificial intelligence, they're, of course, ministers of scientism, they believe that we will one day in the future, in the in the glorious golden future, you see, they're post-millennial. They believe, have a positive eschatology that man, with the power of science and technology, will accomplish heaven on earth. And they believe in the golden age of the future, the artificial intelligence will be melded to the minds of humans so that we become more powerful and more enhanced so that we can actually accomplish dominion over the earth, that we can subdue it and we can bring out its fruits and its potential to our glory and our good. And they call this, um, this golden age or this golden moment, they call it the singularity. Have you ever heard of that before? Where there will be a melding of artificial intelligence and human, mi- and human minds. Like they, when, you, when you're watching the news and you're watching these movies and these, these science fiction writers... You have to understand that they have this strange witchcraft, materialistic witchcraft, you know, anti-Christ dominion religion, and they write out of it, and they tell stories to promote it. Isn't that weird? And it's really just Frankenstein all over again. It's Prometheus all over again. And, <clears throat> but what would a Christian scientist do? A Christian scientist would... 
um, you know, he would do science to the glory of God. You see what I mean? Now, watch, I'm going to I'm going to read you. Let me see if I can find it right here real quick. I'm going to read you a quote from a Christian scientist. And this this is beautiful. I love this. He says, I carried the peanuts into my laboratory. And the creator told me to take them apart and resolve them into their elements. With such knowledge as I had of chemistry and physics, I set to work to take them apart. So we have a Christian. He's in a laboratory and he has peanuts. (laughs) He's not in there thinking how he can dominate the world or save the world without Christ or gain power over his fellow man. He's actually in there trying to help his fellow man. Do you all know what his name is? Yeah, it's George Washington Carver. That's right. He, he knew that the South was poor. They needed help. And so he went into his lab with his peanuts and he, and he wanted to do real science. And so he broke the peanut down into its various parts. He separated the water, the fats, the oils, the gums, the resins, sugars, starches, pitocins, whatever that is, amino acids. He separated all that up. And he says this, he said, there. I had the parts of the peanuts all spread out before me. And you know how many products he was able to create with a peanut? 300. Including, of course, peanut butter and peanut oil, which we use almost on a daily basis. Isn't that something? You know, when, when Christian scientists put their mind to work to, to discover God in nature... To discover God through nature, to glorify God through the examination of nature, to see the order of it and the beauty of it, we really can make the world a better place. But when we are ministers of scientism and in pride and hubris, even with our white coats and our PhDs and our diplomas, we will only create hell on earth. We will only continue to create Dr. Frankenstein's. So you might one day get to a point where you are involved in science and technology. Uh, Even if it's on a blue-collar, hands-on level, dealing with the plumbing in someone's house or perhaps engineering of a bridge or you might be a botanist um, studying, you know, plants under a microscope. You can do these things as a scientist um, knowing that God wants to bless man and God wants progress on earth. And he could use you to bring about blessings and progress. You could discover new medicines. You could discover how something works, a, a new technique that brings health. I mean, you could be as, uh, as uh, influential as Thomas Crapper, one of the greatest Christian scientists of all times, who saved more humans than probably any other science on, scientist on the planet by his invention of the toilet. Right? Something to inspire to, I think. Right. <laughs> well, um, our world, a, a lot of dominion has taken place in our world already. But almost always it's done with this Christian impetus that we can progress, we can make a difference, we can change for God's glory, we can bring out the fruits of this earth. All right? um, before Columbus got to America... Did the Indians have all the same resources that we have today? Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't have all the scientific discoveries and the technologies, but they had the same peanut, didn't they? Yeah. But they didn't have the worldview. 
to bring the full potential out of the earth. They didn't have that faith in God and the power of the Holy Spirit to do it. I mean, they had carts, and, they, and eventually they had, ho- had horses. But you know what? They never thought, why don't we attach a cart to a horse? They never thought to do that. They had wheels, but they never thought, why don't we put the wheels on something so that we can make it roll? I mean, think of all the movies you've seen with really ancient Indians. See any wheelbarrows? See any buggies? No. I mean, do you even see any like large ships? No, you, you see like hollowed out logs. And it's because they didn't have the Christian worldview. They didn't have the dominion mandate to be fruitful, multiply, to subdue the earth and to, and to rule over it well in the name of King Jesus. But Christians, with the dominion mandate, essentially created what we think of as true science. Pagans are the ones that keep twisting it and turning it into what we call scientism, with Lord Fauci as the incarnation and the primary face of modern-day scientism, a true villain. So here at Christ Church Academy, we want you to be dominion men and dominion women um, using science and technology or whatever God gifts you with for his glory and the good of your neighbor. I think um, George Washington Carver with the peanut is probably going to be my new favorite inspiring story. What do you think, Nick? You could be a peanut man. You're the peanut boy. Maybe you could be the soy boy. The soy boy. Oh, the peanut gallery at least. The tofu boy. You know I'll be a soy boy. All right. (laughs) All right. 